Amen. Thanks so much, Moira. So, I don't think it's a secret to anybody, but my natural disposition is joy. I mean, let's face it, if you know me, you know that I'm a happy person and that, and that joy is kind of a thing that just is in me and happens to me all the time. Uh, last week, you will, if you listened, you will have heard Cindy preach on joy, and it was a fantastic sermon. And I really, really want to encourage you to, if you haven't seen it, to go online and have a look at it. It's profound, and it was called Defiant Joy. And it is, at a time like this, it is something you really need to have a look at. So, because of this natural disposition of mine, I did wonder if I'm the right person to preach about joy. Uh, truth is, um, I think for some people, I'm a bit of a Pollyanna. Um, now, I know that uh, a lot of people have no clue what I'm talking about, uh, especially younger generation. Older people, you know exactly what I'm talking about, that old movie about that, that annoying orphan who just all the time, in fact, psychologists have a, have a syndrome called a Pollyanna syndrome, where, where a person is just obsessively joyful and cheerful all the time. Um, it's an excessively cheerful or optimistic person. And so I really wondered, am I the right kind of person to preach about joy? While I was preparing, I had a conversation with a friend of mine whose name is Craig. Craig um, has been a worship leader in his church. Craig uh, has been very successful in his chosen field, in fact, internationally successful. He has a, a thriving business. He has a wonderful family. And I was talking to him the other day after he'd come back from hospital. And he's, he said to me, John, I've, I've never known that, that joy was something other people experienced all the time. He says, all my life, I, I, I thought that, that joy was something you had to fight for, that it didn't just naturally happen. And I thought to myself, I wonder if... I wonder if he would be a better person to preach on the subject of joy. Or perhaps we could get a real um, expert, you know, someone like Marie Kondo to come and, and, and help us. I know that in our house there would be some joy um, if she got into our house and started sorting some of the things out and we would look at our things and say, do I keep it? If it brings me joy, I do. Who gets to preach on joy? Who's qualified? Well, as I've struggled with that, I've come to this conclusion that actually anybody can preach on joy. Anybody who understands who God is. And in fact, I can preach on joy. Not because I'm a naturally joyful person. And Cindy can preach on joy not because she's a naturally a, a person who has to fight for joy. But because joy isn't something that comes from me or from her or from outside, joy is in fact a divine characteristic of God. That this idea of joy isn't something that human beings generate. It isn't something that we as human beings need to, to make up or find techniques to achieve. That it is a characteristic of God. The Bible is full 
of statements in the book of Nehemiah, in Philippians, in Psalms, all over Scripture, this idea of joy and joy being something that God gives to us. Joy is something that is intrinsic to who God is. It's it's right in the beginning of the Bible, right in the beginning. When God creates the world, what does He do? He says, it was good. It was good. And He created this thing and and these creatures, and, and, and again and again, it was good, that sense of joy. And then He creates human beings, and he says, it was very good. It's not just there in the beginning, it's there right in the end, the very last chapter of the book of Revelation. There's this amazing picture of this, of this city with a river flowing out of it and trees that grow by the river and, and that bear fruit all the time and protect people and give them shade. And, and people are celebrating who God is. It is a picture of joy. Joy is a divine characteristic. And therefore, the place we need to go and look for it isn't in ourselves or in the world around us or in our circumstances or in our our techniques. Joy is something we need to go and look for in God. And so the first thing I want you to know this morning, no matter how you are feeling, no matter where you are on the joy scale, no matter whether you're me and a Pollyanna or or you're Craig and you look at the world and, and, and you don't know whether to be joyful or not or you just are, it doesn't matter. Because I want to tell you this morning that joy, number one, is a characteristic of God and therefore it is a divine gift. It is something that God gives. Listen to what Paul says in the book of Romans, in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I love that scripture is written into people to people in real world, in in a real context. And and the Romans, the church in Rome was really battling with all sorts of things. There was conflict going on inside the church. The world outside of the church was crazy. They were really battling. And Paul unpacks the beauty of the gospel of of the Lord Jesus Christ and explains the the profound gift of salvation. And, and, And he says all sorts of things. And then he reminds them that even when you're battling with all the stuff, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. He's he's telling us, he's telling you and me that, that here it is. It is a gift from God. And because it's a gift from God, there's some things we need to, we just need to know about this joy. We need to know it, and we need to acknowledge it, and we need to live it. The first thing that we need to know is that joy is eternal. That because it's a gift from God, this this emotion, this characteristic, this, this way of being is absolutely eternal. Imagine for a moment the idea that you will never experience joy again. 
I'm not a psychologist, but I suspect that some people who, who end up taking their own lives, this may be a very real thing to them. That they come to a point where they believe they will never, ever experience joy or happiness or relief or peace or release again, ever. But I want to tell you this, that because joy is something that comes from God, it is eternal. And so it, is, it, it will one day be experienced again by you. If you know and love the Lord Jesus, you will, no matter how dark the place you may be in for a moment, no matter how you may struggle in a particular time, you will experience joy. Imagine going into eternity knowing that only every now and again you'll experience joy. That, that, that for the rest of, of your existence, only part of the time will be joyful. I'm not sure I'd want to go into that kind of eternity. But here's the truth, that God's joy is eternal. And one day you will experience in its fullness all the time. In the meantime, you'll be given glimpses of it. Some of us are gifted with them as a life kind of way often. Others have to struggle for it, but it's real and it's there and it's God's and it's eternal. The second thing that this passage tells us is that because joy is a gift from God, joy is good. Now, I know that that may sound like a weird thing to say, but, but we need to understand that joy is, a, is good because it comes from God. Now, there are two ways, I think, that we as human beings fail to realize the goodness of joy. Sometimes we experience joy or, or what feels like joy at the expense of other people. You know that, really. We all know it. When, 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 we, when, we, when we've beaten somebody. Now, I'm not saying that competition is bad and that winning is bad. It's not. That's not what I'm talking about, but I'm talking about those, those times when we experience fulfillment in ourselves or joy or happiness because somebody else has been trodden down or, or has lost or has been taught a good lesson. As, as my kids grew up, uh, where they lived, one of the phrases that they used to use when somebody, uh, you know, they used to say, ha, papa, la, la, you've just been caught out. That kind of joy is not the, God's joy. It's not selfish joy. It is good joy. Other people fail to experience this joy because they think they are not good enough. People, because of their past or because of, because of, of their thought patterns or, or for hosts of reasons think, I, I, I don't deserve joy because I'm not a good person. I don't deserve joy because everybody tells me I'm a loser. I don't deserve this because I'm wrong. Or, or for some reason, people feel guilty that they experience joy. 
You cannot experience that joy if it's not good because it comes from God. And the truth is none of us is good enough for that joy, but it's God's joy and it's good joy and he gives it to us. And Paul doesn't say in Romans, hey, some of you who are, are doing a good job, you, may God give you joy. No, no, may all of you, may all of you experience the good joy of God. Thirdly, and, and I've said it, but I want to say it again because it's so important, is that joy is a gift. Joy is something that God isn't going to give you, it is something that God has given you. And what I love about this gift is that sometimes, even though we know we have it, it can still surprise us. <laughs> so this may give away my age and state of mind at the moment, but yesterday was my birthday, and I opened my presents, and, and, and they were awesome, I'm not gonna unpack what all of them were, but, but one of the presents was something I had bought for myself um, for my birthday, and <laughs> when I opened my presents, I genuinely was surprised when I saw it because I'd forgotten it was there. Um, this gift, God has already given us. He gave it to us when Jesus died on the cross, and we, when we accepted him, we must use this gift, we must embrace it, we must take it. I think sometimes we forget this gift is there. Sometimes we, we struggle with it because we, we go, I'm not feeling it. But folks, it is from God and it is always there and we must take, we must reach out and take it and journey with it, and use it. The fourth thing that we discover about this gift of joy is that it is a transformational gift. In Galatians chapter five, the famous passage that includes the fruit of the Spirit, we read this in verse 22 and 23, but the gift of the Spirit is love, joy, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Just like here in this passage, most often when the Bible talks about joy, it packages it with a whole lot of other things. Peace and trust and faith you see, because, because it's not, joy isn't what God wants for us as a primary thing, it's, it's part of his character, and so it fits together with a whole lot of other things. And, and when we grasp it, and when we begin to live it, we discover that a whole lot of other things come with it. And it depends on those other things, and those other things depend on it. And it's a part of a life that's being transformed. When it comes to this list, this list that gives us the fruit of the Spirit, I see 
that I've grown a lot in some of them. In others, I'm not great. In fact, I'm terrible. But as I grow in joy, or as I grow in that area or that area, the, the others grow with it. You see, because this gift isn't one of those gifts that's like chocolate. I mean, I love chocolate, but, but you know, chocolate is like you take it and you, and you eat it, and it's done. But this gift is like that other gift, that one that surprised me, some drill bits for my Dremel. That's what they were. Because now I'm gonna use that gift to, to generate joy for other people. It's gonna transform me as a person. It's gonna make me more skilled and more useful. And I end up sharing the gift. Church family, we have been given this divine gift of joy. It is, it is eternal, it is good, it is a gift from God and it is transformational. And if it is all those things, we have to ask ourselves this question, what should we do with it? What would, should we do about and with this amazing gift of joy? Well, firstly, we should ask for it. We should keep asking for it. If you listen to Cindy last week, she, she unpacks that quite a bit. But if you're not experiencing it right now, you, you, you do have it, but you can ask for it again. You can remind God, God loves that. He loves that his children, when they feel they lack something, reach out and say, can I have it? He knows you've got it already, but he knows. He's a good father, he's a good parent. Parents know that their kids lose the gifts that they give them. And, you know, maybe don't ask your dad where it is. Ask your mom where it is, because she'll know. God, our wonderful parent, doesn't mind us asking again and again and again. So ask for it. When you've asked for it, receive it. Take it. Sometimes it may come packaged differently to what you expected. But receive it and take it and grasp it and own it and know that it is yours, that God has given it to you because he loves you. Perhaps you are in the place where where it's something you're gonna to have to search for. Because that's the truth. We lose gifts. They get stuck in the back of the drawer or we, or we put them in a safe place and we can't find them. And then we do that psychologically with ourselves. We put something away because we don't really have to look at it. Or we don't think we deserve it. Search for it. As Cindy reminded us last week, you must fight for this joy. You must fight sometimes for this gift. Sometimes you have to search for it and look for it and, and be determined to grasp it. You must also practice it. And we must learn to give it away. That's why Christmas is so great. Because, because God on Christmas was giving away joy. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. I bring you good news of great joy that will be to all people. 
practice joy and give it away. I think so often in this world we lose out on joy because we feel it's such a precious thing and so rare that when we get it, we just want to hold on to it. The writers of the New Testament want to remind God's people again and again that they must give this joy away. Cindy read to us last week from Philippians chapter four. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Joy is not a momentary thing. Joy is not a a commodity that we can use up. Joy is not selfish. Joy is not something that is reserved for the few. Joy is a divine characteristic. True joy is a gift that each one of us have been given by God. And now, this time of year, more than ever, let us grasp hold of it. Let us embrace it. Let us look for it. Let us receive it. Let us fight for it. Let us practice it. And most of all, let's give it away. God, our Father, thank you for this amazing gift of joy. Thank you that you have given us divine joy, joy that we can hold on to, joy that we can grasp, joy that we can live with. Lord, I want to pray very specially for people who are battling with joy right now. May they find it again. And Lord, for those of us that you've given the gift of abundant joy, may we share it selflessly, Lord, but may we also share it with with sacrifice. Lord, help us never to be Pollyannas, who just pretend that life is always easy and it's just fine. We know it's not. That sometimes people struggle and wrestle, and Lord, I want to pray for those people right now who who have lost their joy, who are looking for it, who are having to fight for it, who are struggling for it. Lord, thank you that we know that it is a gift and that you will give it. And Lord, help us, your people, your family, your children, to live out this good news of great joy and to give it away, not just this week, not just at Christmas, but every single day. God bless all of you, and may the joy of the Lord be our strength. Thanks for joining us.